0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by Itoen, the leading green tea company and makers of Oi Ocha, Japan's number one selling green tea. For more information, visit itoen.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio in, at the in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, and izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people. And I'll try to dismiss the Misewai it in the program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Andy Moran, who is a manager at the Japan Premium Beef, a specialty butcher shop in New York City. And Japan Premium Beef sells both imported Japanese Wagyu and domestic beef called Washu, raised on their own farm in Oregon. You may have tasted Wagyu beef at fine dining restaurants. Where well, it's extremely marbling and its delicateness, it tastes nothing like regular beef. So we'll talk about what exactly Wagyu is, what is the difference between Wagyu and Washu beef, what is the best way to taste those special types of beef, and more. Hello Andy, welcome to Japanese. Hi! So, um, first of all, first, how did you get in, into this uh, Japanese beef business?
3: I... Totally by accident. It was, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was doing a bunch of different jobs, and then... I cut fish for a number of years, and then I developed a shellfish allergy.
2: Mm, that's crazy. <laughs>
3: At 32, getting shellfish allergy, that
2: mm. changes
3: your diet dramatically.
2: Bye. Right. So you converted mm. to beef?
3: Yeah. I took a job working with a man named Mike Miller, who was a fourth generation butcher. Mm. And then I wanted to learn how every culture eats. Mm. You know, um, I have a lot of Japanese friends, so I wanted to know how do they eat to maximize the animal. I know mm. how American people eat. I know how English people eat.
4: Right.
3: Japanese people seem to do something different with meat or cut it or prepare it in a different way. And mm. That's what made me really... Yeah,
2: so there's an interesting movie, Steak Revolution, which I saw. And then there's a completely different concept of beef in France than in America. And it's, it's oh, like... yeah. I...
3: Yeah, uh, did you like that movie?
2: It was interesting. Yeah, and especially if you're in business, like wow.
3: Yeah, I, I recently watched it for the first time, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot. There's a lot of different cultures. I mean, everywhere around the world, everyone eats. Mm. So, I wanted to. I want to know how every culture eats, so we can be more responsible with how we raise animals, how we feed animals, mm. how we get together. And share a meal with our friends and our loved ones.
2: Right. Well, beef is actually a big uh, common denominator. Oh, so yeah. That's the right place to be. Right. So, uh, what is Japan Premium Beef?
3: Japan Premium Beef is a butcher shop on, at 57 Great Jones on the corner of Bowery and Great Jones Street in Manhattan. Uh, they opened in 2009. I've been there for about two years now. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me and when they opened there was a ban on importing beef due Mm -hmm. to hoof and foot and mouth disease right i joke sometimes that i have foot (laughs) in mouth disease sometimes you know but right um
2: yeah well actually that's a very interesting point because i think some there are always some some regulatory issues surrounding import and export beef between japan and the u.s and so I heard that before 2009, the slaughterhouses in Japan, where Wagyu was processed, had not been certified for the export by the USDA, and between 2009 and 2012, there's a U.S. ban on import of Japanese beef. Yeah. So that was like crazy timing. The,
3: the big outbreak, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, but from what I understand, the big outbreak was in Miyazaki, mm-hmm. which is where the best beef mm-hmm. in the world comes from now. Right. There's Beef Olympics mm. in Japan every five years.
2: I didn't know that. <laughs> they're, <laughs> the,
3: yeah, they're graded on the marble, the yield, uh, the taste, the texture, the color, the fat content. Mm. And the past, the next one is 2017. But the past two, Miyazaki Wagyu has won. Oh, wow. Which is That's the wagyu that we Mm. choose to carry at Japan Premium Beef.
2: Wow, it can be really big damage for them. Oh yeah. Well, but uh, well, we'll talk about the specific uh, regional brands. But I think they recovered.
3: Oh Reputation
2: now, right? Completely. So, okay. And uh, the Japanese people started eating beef only from 19th century in the Meiji period, and currently. Uh, I think, according to the data in 2014, they consume only 15 pounds of beef per capita annually, versus 54 pounds in the U.S. So, but uh, like everything else, Japanese people pursue the delicacy of beef very uniquely and meticulously. Uh, so they created Wagyu. So, what is Wagyu beef?
3: Well, Wa means Japan, mm-hmm. and Gu is beef. But. So, <clears throat> excuse me again, Wagyu. Is the easiest way that I describe it to people is, would be like champagne. Mm. You can have sparkling wine, but if it's not from champagne, mm. it's sparkling wine. But if it's from the champagne region, then it's champagne.
4: Right.
3: So, like Kobe beef, for example, it comes from. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the prefecture, I can't remember the name of it right She'll now.
2: Go. Thank you. <laughs> um,
3: and it's the Taji.
2: My, yeah, Tajima beef.
3: Yes, my. thank you. You pronounce it much better than I do. <laughs> thank you. Um, so that is the only beef that is going to be Kobe beef, mm. right? Whereas, from my understanding, in the mid 19th, in the mid 1970s, mm-hmm. they started as beef culture was rising and meat culture was getting larger in Japan. Mm. They started to crossbreed, and then since Japan is relatively isolated, being islands, mm-hmm. right. they um, some of these breeds have stayed, like Mishima or mm-hmm. T.Here's what ninety what is it ninety percent of them are black Wagyu, right. and then the remaining ten percent are red Wagyu.
2: Right? Yeah, I did a uh, little some research on this because it's kind of complicated. So, like you said uh, earlier, uh, right of the uh, Japanese people started to um, eat beef and they started to mix uh, Japanese native beef with other western mainly four types of beef and then um, they created some, uh, sorry, it's not a four times, like multiple, like British or you know, Spanish, different kinds of beef and then with remaining uh, really good breeds for this, like like you said, uh, black uh, Japanese black, that's 90% of what we call wagyu, and Japanese brown Japanese polled and Japanese shorthorn. So yeah. these are like, you know, D, wagyu, breeze. That's what I heard. I'm sorry? Yeah, that's like the D, wagyu. Yes. Four different kinds of breeze, right? So, but it's what's kind of confusing to us is like wagyu, people say wagyu as Kobe, but they are not the there same. There was
3: no... Kobe, I don't think, had a certification.
2: Right. I, I heard it's a brand name because wagyu is like an umbrella term. And then, ta, you know, Tajima beef, that's a big, uh, it's like really fancy uh, breed of beef. And then um, the one, the Tajima beef growing in Kobe, it's a brand name, so Kobe beef. It, it's not anything other than brand name.
3: I always thought it was like a marketing ploy for, right. for the U.S. Like, oh, people can't say Tojima. I couldn't say it five right. minutes ago, you know. <laughs> so let's say Kobe. It's easier.
2: Right. So, And I think there are some other regions that it's, a uh, you know, there's like uh, they say top three bagu. It's uh, Matsuzaka. And uh, that's in Mie Prefecture. And Omi, that's Shiga Prefecture. And yonezawa that's the Yamagata Prefecture. And they're regional, like you said, Champagne. So the same breed, but they're growing in certain regions.
3: And then their diet's going to be different by that region or even by that specific farm Mm -hmm. or that farmer or that breeder. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, with Wagyu, they are highly regulated now and there's a snout stamp. Mm. As a calf And you have to trace That bloodline back Three generations I believe
2: Wow To
3: make sure That it's pure
2: Yeah So they have Then like a fingerprint They have nose print Exactly Identity Like they have They can have a passport Even
3: (laughs) When When Wagyu comes in We only carry A5 Wagyu And when it arrives It is It comes with a Certificate of authenticity Mm. A snout stamp Um Sometimes they'll even send a picture of the cow. Mm, wow,
2: well, no terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, so the so everybody wagyu is not Kobe Kobebe Kobe beef is, is not exactly wagyu. It's a part of the exactly. brand of whole wagyu
3: name. So, all wagyu or all Kobe is wagyu, but not all wa, not like, all wagyu is like, Kobe.
2: Yes, that's right. Okay, so um, so in terms of the taste, what is special about Wagyu?
3: It is incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. Um, with the flavor is nutty and buttery, and I think, I think that was part of the reason why it was crossbred throughout mm-hmm. history is because a lot of people aren't used to, especially the American market, aren't used to something so rich mm-hmm. and buttery you know i'm from detroit i want a two three finger steak i want a nice thick steak I you do that with wagyu and you're like what is wrong with me i feel it's <laughs> you can too need much an
2: ambulance. yeah you know like yeah
3: so i think that part of that that crossbreeding and the way that they're raised that flavor is just so rich and delicate and you don't even have to chew it sometimes you know mm. you press put it on your tongue, press it on the roof of your mouth, and it just dissolves. It melts.
2: Right. Yeah. So actually, um, before I spoke to one of the you know, breeders and the growers, and the beef literally melts in your mouth because the melting point of Wagyu fat is much lower. And of course, uh, Wagyu is full of fat, right? Like really the marbling. So, so he said uh, that the meat I mean, even more like a fat will melt at 17 degrees centigrade or 63 degrees Fahrenheit compared to 95 to 130 degrees Fahrenheit of regular animal fat. So literally it's melting in your mouth.
3: I tell people all the time, don't put it out and let it rest before you cook it <laughs> because you're going you're gonna to overcook it. It will cook in the room
4: mm.
3: on a day like today where it's like 70 degrees. Right. I mean, I brought you some wushugu and it melted on the way here. Right.
2: You know? So it's uh, like butter.
3: Very, very much like butter. Mm.
2: Okay. So, and also I found uh, some health benefits. So Wagyu uh, cattle's genetic uh, predisposition yields a beef that contains a higher percentage of omega-3 and omega-3 uh, six fatty acids than typical beef. And the increased marbling also increases the ratio of monosaturated fats to saturated fats. So
3: that the, the fat in it is the good fat.
2: Mm, it,
3: right. You know that you want your body wants. You need and fat is where the flavor is too.
2: Right. So it's almost like eating fish like rich, you know, mackerel like uh, good oil. Fish,
3: yeah, or like a, yeah, great salmon or any mm. fatty high in high in good fat and good flavor.
2: Mm. Okay, and there is a reason for being so good. So I, I heard so many interesting stories about how they are grown. Maybe you can tell us about.
4: It. <laughs> the first thing are,
3: you know, I think it varies from different from place to place. I've heard numerous stories, and I've yet to go to Japan and see any of this firsthand. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've heard tales of massages. In even in Steak Revolution, you see that guy who's spraying mm-hmm. sake on on the cow and, and massaging the cow. Um, I've always the, the one that always made the most sense To me is you know, Parts of Japan are very rocky mm-hmm. So let's say this cow is walking around It's going to get tired It's going to cramp up You want the cow to be stress free mm. Because if the animal doesn't have any stress It tastes a lot better It lives a happier life Everything mm. in the universe is kind of doing better right. So if the cow is walking around And it's rocky and treacherous mm. You massage the cow the cow wants to lay down yeah you let it lay down and then you know i'm sure there's some breeders that are sitting there all right cow hurry up drinking a beer and then <laughs> oh i'll give this cow the oh the cow <laughs> likes beer you know so there's there's definitely um a lot of respect from what i understand over there i know mm. that the far, our farm in oregon there's a tremendous amount of respect for the animal mm. and you want the animal to be happy and who isn't happy when you're eating well and perhaps you have a, a nice cold beer on a hot day?
2: <laughs> right. So, so the theoretically, it's uh, to reduce the stress.
3: I think the smoky... so. And I've, but I've also read that some people, some breeders in Japan, will give the cows beer because the cow isn't hungry and doesn't feel like eating anymore. Mm. So
2: right. Actually, I uh, spoke to a producer of. Uh, from the famous Matsuzaka, which is in Mie Prefecture near Kyoto. And uh, he said uh, the carbs are first fed with dry rice, straws, and grass to strengthen the digestive system and switch the blend of wheat, soy, barley, corn, other grain so so that, the uh, you know, the appetite is always good and then you know the strong stomach
3: they told you that they don't yes. tell anyone that's like top secret How do, uh, they're, really? they're sharing well
2: i got lucky there is a promotional event in new york city and then i, I went there as a writer i was so fascinated because i thought it was like a joke
3: no <laughs> no that's that's 100 true and that's i think what sets our wish Wishugu wish is our brand mm. what sets it apart is we start them for the first several months they're only eating rice stocks which is going to strengthen their stomachs mm. it allows them to take in more nutrients mm. and then when you do that switch to like a, like almost like a pureed soy mm. and grass and wheat it really allows them to take on the most from mm. their food
2: And then I also heard uh, to enhance cattle's appetite, sometimes honey is mixed in. Oh, <laughs> And then um, I have more. So they are just a blend of feed for each head of their cattle, for the maximum marbling. And not to overfeed, but feed it with just about the right amount. And um, it's already amount adjusted depending on the day, how they're tired or happy. And then uh, their cattle are grown up to 36 months versus 20 months for regular U.S. beef because they patiently wait for marbling. Yeah. Like, like three years
3: that is why um, a lot of people will ask for certain things like mm. uh, um, I have several clients that are saying oh well I want a ton of short ribs and I'm going well that's you have to wait three years we're mm. raising these cows we <laughs> want them to be happy and, and we want them to taste great and the only way you do that is mm. by letting them live their life
2: right Okay, and then I have more. So they massage the cattle with shochu because that's what they they use for better blood circulation. I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe I should like rub my skin I was, with the shochu. I was just about
3: to say that we should get some shochu and we could we could find out.
2: <laughs> right, and then that produces even mubbling. And then, like you said, that they feed the cattle with beer when they are low in energy to support digestion to activate bacteria in their stomach. So we can use that too. Yeah. <laughs> Right. so um, as a result, in 2002, for instance, one of the cattle uh, they had was sold at $470,000. Oh. <laughs> so, I... 50 million yen.
3: That doesn't <laughs> surprise me in mm. the slightest, because if that bloodline and that cattle, that mm. cow, you could definitely start a delicious farm. and
2: mm. right. Yeah, that's uh, that's for the purpose. Not just like
3: yeah, you know, you're not. I'm not going to spend 50 million <laughs> yen for one meal right, right. now. You
2: know. <laughs> right, it's not like a Tsukiji market tuna.
4: <laughs> no, no, not at all.
2: Right. So yeah, that makes sense because you know all uh, long three years they keep feeding with this labor cost everything. So that means. So speaking of what's the price range of Wagyu beef?
3: It depends. Mm. Uh, Depends on, uh, there's a lot of factors. Um, Currently at Japan Premium Beef, we offer Wagyu ribeye and Wagyu New York strip. Mm -hmm. Both are graded A5. When I'm speaking of grades, there's several grading systems. Uh, There's a marbling grading system, which would be, it's called uh, BMS. Mm. The highest BMS is 12. Mm Mm-hmm. A five typically is a BMS twelve. Mm. Um, that's one hundred and thirty dollars a pound.
2: Wow.
3: Which you know, you could easily feed three people with a pound because you mm. want to cut your portion <laughs> down and savor it. It's it's so rich and so filling. Mm. When I first started working at Japan Premium Beef, I brought home a pound of wagyu, mm. thinking, oh, I can I can eat a pound steak by myself. <laughs> and I bring it home and I'm sharing it with my with my girlfriend at the time, and I said, about halfway through, we're both so full. And it turned into this argument, like, no, you eat it. No, no, <laughs> you eat it. I can't eat anymore. No, 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 come on, eat, eat. We have to eat it. We can't waste it. And
2: mm. So it's almost like eating a foie gras, a pound of foie gras, kind of.
3: But it tastes better. I mean, no offense to foie gras. Foie mm-hmm. gras is great, but mm-hmm. I want beef is always better yeah. uh, maybe
2: i'm <laughs> oh, you're biased from, yeah, you're yeah. From I, I get it i get it but uh, i think like we said uh, the melting point of the fat is lower and it's easier for your body oh yeah probably a little easier than it's still
3: so rich i <laughs> mean and i tell that to people all the time when they come you know customers will come into the retail shop and and they say oh i want like a two-inch steak and i'm going how many people are you feeding? <laughs> you know, you, that's easily four, four to five people. Mm. I fed 20 people on seven pounds.
2: Okay. Wow.
3: <laughs> and everyone was beyond full.
2: Mm. Right. So, no steakhouse size of Wagyu beef.
3: Yeah, you're not going for a 96-ounce right. <laughs> steak challenge.
2: Yeah. So, um... What's the best way to taste Wagyu beef, then?
3: I think it really depends on how you like to eat and what you like to eat. Personally, I like to make Wagyu... I like Wagyu Yukiniku.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: And I cut it small and thin. I've got this great cast iron skillet that Mm -hmm. I just throw it in. I take some of the excess fat and render it in my skillet because i want to cook it in that fat right
2: you, you cannot waste that fat right
3: no i don't want to waste it and i don't want to taint the meat with an oil or mm. something else i'm definitely not going to spray pam or something on it
2: oh yeah <laughs> and
3: i quickly sear it and i use a little wasabi mm. and that's that's how i do it oh, personally wow.
2: so it's really uh, the genuine taste of wagyu
3: i, I I found that wasabi really makes it mm. really makes it pop.
2: Right, um, you know, like in Japan they eat raw uh, sashimi, like sashimi, but I don't think it's uh, recommended here. Maybe not
3: for liability purposes. I will mm-hmm. tell everyone you must cook your food. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have I eaten it raw? Yes. Of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, just for reference, yes. it's possible. Right.
3: Should you do that? I don't want to know anything about that. That's mm. that's entirely up to you. But
2: I, I heard you can like lightly sear it and then top with, um, you know, it's a make it into nigiri sushi.
3: Oh yeah, know,
2: topping uh, the rice.
3: I've oh. hit it with a quick torch. Mm. Um, some uzu. Right.
2: I know, I'm getting hungry right (laughs) Right. now. Where's the beef? Okay, so um, uh, let's take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Washu beef, which you might think is wagyu at the restaurant. So please stay with us.
1: Ito the leading green tea company and makers of Oi Ocha, Japan's number one selling green tea, offers an array of award winning ready to drink teas, premium tea leaves, tea bags, and antioxidant matcha powder. From the refreshing taste of Tea's Tea, brewed with only the purest of teas, to matcha love taking a modern take on an ancient ritual, Ito celebrates the authentic tastes of Japan with their 50 plus years of tea making expertise. For a natural energy boost, try Sencha Shot, packed with healthy catechins and vitamin C. Do visit the Matcha Love Store in the Mitsua Marketplace located in Edgewater, New Jersey, for their signature matcha ice cream and shakes. Hoji and black sesame are also a must. With a selection of delicious teas, teaware, and gift sets, Matcha Love by Itoen is not to be missed. For more information, visit itoen.com.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Andy Moran, who is a manager at the Japan Premium Beef Specialty butcher Shop in New York City. Japan Premium Beef sells both imported Japanese Wagyu and domestic beef called washu raised on their home farm in Oregon. So, um, considering the high price of Wagyu, it doesn't sound realistic to eat Wagyu at a regular New York City restaurants, but we do see Wagyu on the menus, so uh, there's something going on here. And the reason is that most of them are Washu beef, which is not exactly Wagyu. So, could you tell us what Washu beef is?
3: Washu-gyu is our brand of Washu beef. It is... Raised in America, crossbred Wagyu with uh, more common than not. It's it's Black Angus, mm. USDA Black Angus.
2: Okay, so so Black Japanese Wagyu and American Black Angus. Yes. yes. Right. Okay, and uh, so the um, so you said Wagyu. Gyu means beef. So Washu Gyu and Washu Beef. That's the basically. And Shu is
3: American, right? Or America?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, true. like region. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's right. So it would be like
3: Japanese-American beef?
2: Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, they raise a lot in, I think, New Zealand. and New Australia. Zealand,
3: Australia, do. Um, there's a number of places in the United States that do know. Mm. I know that there's an American Wagyu Beef Association in Texas.
2: Mm. Right, right. And, uh, but I heard that the initial intention was to... Gyu producers was to export highly marbled high quality beef at lower cost to the Japanese market but the mad cow disease uh, triggered the ban on exporting beef from the US to Japan so now Washigyu producers are focusing on the American market
3: and a lot of European markets too And uh, yeah that's and also Malaysia Mm. Hong Kong I think it's if you like beef and you want to eat beef every day mm. wagyu is too much mm. you could do it but you wouldn't want to it's Aye. it's a delicacy it's a special treat mm. you don't want to do that every single day of the week it, it, then it's not special you've got to keep it a little bit special <laughs> i think
2: right <laughs> if you're um, in heaven you don't feed you to heaven right right
3: <laughs> and uh so with washugu i think with washugu for us We are one of 11 farms in the United States that's certified Mm. hormone-free, no GMOs in their food. There's never any added nonsense in Mm. in the cows, and you can taste it. And it is... That was a big reason why I wanted to work for Japan Premium Beef and be Mm. a part of what they're doing, because I think it's the best-tasting beef I've ever had in my life. Mm. Um, And I think that with those markets granted I don't have an MBA so I don't, I don't know what their logic was but it's you, you can taste it you mm. taste it and you go man this is what it should taste like this is what I want mm. the, it's not tough it's not it, you know how like a good example would be pork
4: mm.
3: I like pork um, but then I tried Mugi Fuji pork
4: mm-hmm. and
3: I used to think oh Iberico is so great and then I tried Mugi Fuji, and now all the other pork...
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What's a Mugi Fuji pork?
3: Mugi Fuji is a pork that we carry. It's coming from Montreal. There's, it's a combination of a Duroc, a Lancashire, and a white pig, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... They really know what they're doing. They know how they're raising the animals. And the taste is so phenomenal that if I go out for ramen,
4: for Mm. example,
3: (laughs) I won't eat pork. Mm. I'll get like the vegetarian ramen because I'm so spoiled by Mugi Fuji pork Mm. that every other pork tastes like... I'll just say not as good. Mm. <laughs> I want to, you know, because right. I'm sitting here going like, oh, it tastes like a wet dog smells mm.
2: to me. Nice. So don't ruin my ramen. Yeah, that's I'm why sorry. i sorry. Well,
3: <laughs> that's what, yeah. So with weshugu, I feel like Wishugu has changed the way that I taste beef. Mm. Wagyu, obviously, you know, if we're looking at a, if we're looking at earth from above, you know, wagyu is going to be the sun Hmm. You know, whereas Washugu is kind of the heart of the flavor planet solar system, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> so in terms of uh, the flavor, how how do you... I mean, you know, it's like wagyu is great, but the, like you say, there's something special, right, about the wagyu, washu beef.
3: The flavor is that perfect balance. You know, I feel like it's one of those things like just come and eat it just come and taste it because i'm not doing it justice like when you were when you were a child you grew up in japan for special occasions you had sushi right you mm-hmm. wouldn't have sushi every day
2: no we don't
3: right yeah. but i think a lot of americans think like oh japanese people you had sushi all the time
2: <laughs> this is maybe once a month right right
3: so that's how i treat wagyu mm. with shugyu i want to eat meat a lot I probably eat meat more than I should, Mm. but I I like it. And I grew up in the Midwest where you eat meat Mm. every day. So Washugu fills that hole in my heart for meat. Mm. And the flavor is great. And there's a lot of places in New York and elsewhere that Mm. are really responsible. They're socially conscious. They are doing things locally, and I respect it. And Mm. they're doing this whole grass all grass diet and it's all organic and i really respect what they're doing
4: mm-hmm.
3: but the flavor isn't there the mm. texture isn't there for me
4: right.
3: whereas Washugu has that it's raised humanely it's raised ethically mm. and the flavor is just through the roof
2: mm. i'm curious what kind of feed and um... Do you have in the Oregon farm, to you know?
3: They're raised the exact same way they would be in Japan, oh, on the wow. same diet. Mm. We, when that farm started, the breeder and feeding specialist from Japan came and set up that farm. And wow. it's the same mm. as it would be there.
2: They may not get shochu, but they may get beer.
3: They're probably getting sake instead of shochu.
2: Oh, wow. Interesting. American sake, maybe.
3: <laughs> I hope not <laughs> for their sake.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. So, and then it's good that the GMO-free feed. Well, that's. Guys. I mean,
3: that's. You can't export to Europe or other places mm-hmm. if you have GMOs. Right. You know, not to. I don't. I don't mean to go off on a tangent about our food industry mm-hmm. in America, but. You know, people didn't get sick like they do now.
2: Right. right.
3: Fifty years ago, before mm-hmm. we started modifying things to increase the yield or bring things in out of season, and mm. I just think it's very ir- irresponsible for future generations and even for c- our current generation.
2: Right. Right. And you see more allergies which we didn't see before. That's obviously a result of food we have.
3: Yeah. It's. Right. I mean, it's insane. And what it, for me there's nothing better than food mm. you know i'm not it's not like oh i i want to be a glutton about it it's it's my favorite thing to do is get together with my friends especially now that the weather's starting to get better i can't wait for barbecue season mm-hmm. you know oh we hang out we make jokes we tease each other we eat you know that's that's summer for me i think and that's a crucial part of all throughout history, and no matter where you live,
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's a crucial human experience to get together and share a meal mm. and discuss, you know, how your day was or
4: right.
3: any big, any life-altering event that happens in anyone's life. You always come together over food.
2: Mm, that's true, right? And then it's almost like that relaxation time. It's almost like while well, you will be getting massaged, oh, that- right? <laughs> the conversation.
3: As a child, I, we used to have Sunday dinner every Sunday at 1 o'clock. And I remember thinking, like, why are we eating dinner so early? <laughs> and then you take a nap and you wake up at, like, 7. And then you keep eating, you know? <laughs> and I think that in this hustle and bustle of 2016, mm. maybe slowly in the future people will get back to that again. Because that was, a lot of people were a lot happier or Mm. I know I was definitely happier, and I like. Right. I want to get together with food and my friends and my family and take a nap. When mm. was the last time you took a nap after a good meal and then woke up and ate again? I.
2: Right. I mean, the modern people we feel guilty about taking a nap even. So,
4: yeah.
2: yeah. So that's great. So, and especially wagyu beef. That <laughs> helps. Everybody gets happy. Oh yeah! Like,
3: and Washugu I mean yeah. Wachugu is the best tasting mm-hmm. American beef I've ever had in my life.
2: Right. So the I think Angus is known for soft texture, so mixed with that marbling, you you cannot go wrong.
3: Combine you're you're combining two of the two breeds of cattle, and you're just maximizing the greatest aspects of both of them. Mm. So you really can't.
2: Right. And you can eat a little more uh um, quantity.
3: You definitely versus Wagyu. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> can.
2: Right. Okay, I'm seriously getting hungry. I'm yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> right. But uh, compared to Wagyu, uh what's the price range of Washu?
3: It is cheaper than than uh <laughs> than Wagyu for sure. It's the the price range you can fit everyone's budget. Mm. Um it's not as cheap as, I mean, these cows are still being raised for at least 27 to 31 months. Mm. So, I mean, that's still a good amount of time to raise a cow. It's longer than most farms in the U.S.
4: Mm.
3: So there is a lot of expense and that goes into it and a lot of love and preparation. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be, it's not $3 a pound mm. by any means, but it's one of those things where you get what you pay for. Mm. Right, you know,
2: and especially that very complex mix of the feed, the cows.
3: Oh, feed. and I mean, I I phrase it like this, where there's times where you might not have any money, and you're not going to buy new shoes, mm. but you're standing in line at the grocery store, and you might buy a $10 chocolate bar. <laughs> you know, so that's that's kind of how I, I view it, where, you know what, what you put into you, into your body hopefully you get back out mm. with your community or with your life
2: mm-hmm. right and also in, in japan there's a word means uh, medical treatment and the food comes from the same place so rather than paying for medicine you just eat the good food
3: that's you know I've, you can't you, i can't stress it enough just eat better
2: mm-hmm. right and uh in a good way like you said a very communal experience and sharing. So, yeah, I really respect that. So, um, yeah, but I was curious, though, you said, you know, the grass-fed and the grain-fed. I mean, Wagyu like washu basically, they are uh, grain-fed. Yes. The mixture. So what's the... How do you describe the difference between grass-fed and grain-fed?
3: As far as texture and taste, or... Both, yeah. Um, typically, and I've, I've worked places that served just... That was all they carried was mm. organic from a farm you know 45 miles away we're gonna drive it in we're gonna do we're gonna break down a whole cow and that's what we have for that week we have one hanger steak mm. first come first serve and the flavor is it's different it's mm. the texture is different those cows aren't as fat mm. um and Fat is where the flavor is. If mm. you ask me, mm-hmm. you know, and it depends on the kind of fat too. You don't want to have something that's just fatty and gristly, and
4: mm.
3: it's unappealing to me. I know that a lot of Jap- a lot of my Japanese friends really like fat. Mm-hmm. That it, that kind of threw me off at first. Having a like a beef bowl
4: mm.
3: made with the short plate of a cow, which is a very <laughs> fatty, and I remember being like, "Ooh, this is this is too much fat. I I can't eat this." And then. It has changed where now I appreciate it because it's that type of fat. With a pure grass fed cow, Mm. to me it seems a little tougher. Mm. Um, The flavor is definitely not as balanced. Mm. Some people
2: say gamey, too gamey, strong. It's kind of like strong cheese if you like it or not, kind of thing.
3: I really respect that. I mean, something has to change in the American, the way that cattle is raised in America. Mm. Um, I believe that Japan Premium Beef is trying to do something mm. a little bit differently. And I, I agree with the direction that they're going, which mm. is why I'm a part of it. But I And I'm very happy that there's people that are thinking this way and talking about it and discussing it. Um, but... I think there needs to be a balance. Mm. There needs to be a flavor. I've heard the the other argument where people say, but you don't understand. You're going to have to learn to like it, because otherwise no one's going to have ca- mm. cattle. Like... You'll never have beef again if you don't change. Um, but there's, you know, there needs to be a balance where mm. if you treat the animals with respect and you respect the planet and you respect the community and you're mm. not polluting excessively or... You know, if you're trying to be responsible with how you do it and succeeding at being responsible with how you do it, then mm. I don't understand or I don't even see how we can. I don't want to deny future generations of mm. weshugyu or <laughs> wagyu or even the option to have a purely grass fed cow if that's what they want.
2: Mm. Right. So and especially versus industrial beef like you know gmo corn fed and they get disease. Like, corn so- has
3: no nutritional value. <laughs> I, I love it, but there's so much gunk. Mm. I, I don't even I can't even think of like a proper word to describe <laughs> all all the artificial mm. fake gunk that's right. in corn um why would you feed it to something that you're going to eat?
4: Mm,
2: right. That's true so, yeah, so in, in other words, like I think Wash, I think you said uh, now ten to eleven farms, which I think in Texas, California, Oregon, Missouri, and Washington, like a lot of more washu farms, so that means we are kind of re educating ourselves with proper meat, maybe
3: I hope I haven't been to those farms, I haven't talked to those people i I'm not familiar, you know sometimes i I run into people that that work for someone else that's breeding mm. their brand of washu um, I don't know how they raise it I don't know who set up their farm I don't know what they're feeding mm. they'll send me samples sometimes and it doesn't taste like
4: mm.
3: washugu or wagyu right. I personally prefer washugu to wagyu
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, it's, the flavor is there I I can't stress enough I feel like it's the best tasting beef right A friend of a very good friend of mine, his girlfriend was vegan for 11 years. Mm. She recently decided to start eating meat. Mm -hmm. So I said, "Okay, well, what does she like? And he goes, she just likes the meat that you give her. Mm. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to make a yakiniku set with like six different types of meat. And I arrange them in pretty little flowers and Mm. I put little labels under each one. And I'm like, Okay, now you can tell me. Mm which one she likes best so we can mm. always make sure that your girlfriend's happy because you know right. happy <laughs> have a happy partner <laughs> mm. and your life is, is always happier
4: right <laughs> and
3: he goes she I go so what was, what was the verdict and she he says she just likes it all cuz it's the huh. best tasting meat
2: mm. right because of the quality of yeah, the, the feed and as like The quality said. of
3: the feed, the quality of the breeds mm-hmm. So with some of these other places that, that are doing it, I don't, who set up their farm? How mm. are they doing it? Are they doing it just the traditional American farming way? Are they people that said, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have that I can't easily find answers to, mm. to co-sign anyone else's lease.
2: Right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I just. I just have to... There's a little question. I just said uh, the washoe um, producers in Texas, California, Oregon, Missouri, Washington. But they, these are actually wagyu. So, like, yeah, marbled. And it's like they have 8,800 um, numbers. That's the head of cuddles. Oh, idea. yeah. That's a lot. But I think there's uh, washu beef. They, they have uh, Oregon, of course, and the Texas and Iowa and those different places. Right?
3: Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those people are saying... You know, I've talked to some of those, someone from a farm recently in mm. in Colorado, and he was telling me, oh, this is 100% full-blood Wagyu. Mm. And I'm saying, well, I think the only full-blood Wagyu now is the Tajima. Mm-hmm. The rest but, of them have no, been. Mishima,
2: I think. Mishima? Mishima? And there's, uh, yeah, that's another one. But. It's
3: still difficult for me with yeah. <laughs> some of these Japanese words.
2: Well, um, I mean, to me, it's so confusing. Yeah, there's so many different kinds of, like, who knows
4: a breed. But
3: you're sitting there and you're going, well, and I said, well, send me a sample. I want to taste what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. they were trying to get us to sell it. And I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, let me taste it. If it tastes good, mm. then I'll want to know more, you know.
4: Right.
3: Talking about food, it's very difficult for me because it's, it's something that, you know, it's all a matter of taste. You've, you have mm-hmm. to taste it. Right. And uh, so I said, "Send it to me, and it it's fallen short every time, mm-hmm. and not to dismiss their hard work, mm-hmm. I know they're trying, but maybe they don't understand the feed yet, or maybe mm. or maybe they're shooting for a different taste, and it's just right. not meeting my personal mm. taste expectations.
2: Mm, that's interesting so um, so you're going to Japan soon to discover more
3: i I am hoping to very much to go to Japan very soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully, October, you got good places that I should eat at? Yeah. Places to recommend? (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
2: I'll give you a list. Cool. (laughs) Okay, so uh, maybe after the trip, you can come back and talk more about...
3: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'd love that.
2: Right. Okay, so uh, thank you for joining us, Sandy. And uh, hope you'll bring more washi and wagyu to the oh, states
3: thank you so much yes
2: <laughs> um so listeners if you're interested in getting japanese baguio washer beef please visit uh, japanpremiumbeef.com. that's japanpremiumbeef.com. and if you have any questions or comments about the show please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org and japan eats is live at 3 p.m on mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org itunes and the stitcher podcast and today's show was made possible by Ito Wen, And our engineer is David Tatsiore. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website,